Hello and welcome back for episode 5 of Just Kidding with Jut and Kana. Today I talked to Dylan Owen, a very talented rapper and hip-hop artist who has a very unique storytelling and honest and raw type of hip-hop. Uh, me and Dylan actually went to Cornell together for a year back in 2010 and he was actually roommates with one of my best friends, Ricky, who joined me for as my special guest interviewer today. Dylan then transferred to NYU to study music, and since then he's been creating lots of great albums, music videos, developed a really strong fan base. He's even open for folks such as Mac Miller, Chitty Bang, Yellow Wolf, Logic, Shwayze, so he's been doing great stuff. Today we discuss you know, his whole process of being a very DIY artist, working with close friends, making your own videos, making your own art, how he always strives to be honest in, in his work and encouraging others to be honest in the same way. He's developed a really, really strong fan following. You'll see pictures on Facebook and Instagram of his fans getting his lyrics tattooed on them and, and really awesome stories like that. He really goes out of his way to connect with his fans. So I hope you enjoy this conversation today. It's pretty insightful and it's fun. Um, I do share some silly hip hop jokes at the very end, do another judgment free zone segment. I know things got a little heavy last week with the election, so I do want to lighten it up. It is called Just Kidding After All, so hopefully I make you laugh and in and, and this episode and in future episodes. And in the outro, we're going to show you a trailer of his new song that's going to be dropping on December 1st called A Time to Move On. So please enjoy my conversation with the one and only Dylan Owen. We're live with Dylan Owen, and I also have a special guest host here, Ricky Sandoval. Say hello, going, guys. What's going on? Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. Glad, glad to have you on the pod. So the reason it sort of worked out well, Ricky's visiting me, but he was also your roommate back in Cornell back in 2010 when you guys were in the music yes. uh, dorm room. Yeah. And were you guys roommates? We were roommates. That's Freshman year roommates. Yeah, we were roommates. So Rick's got all the dirt. <laughs> when you <laughs> not, blow up, not only. Some- <laughs> Not only were we roommates, but Ricky Ricky's in songs too. He's in uh, He's the song some... Ithaca is Gorgeous. Yeah. Ithaca is gorgeous. I, I talk about him longboarding and I talk about him drawing. <laughs> yeah. Which were two yeah. things that uh, he did a lot. Rick's also a very talented guy. We'll link to his website. His He's so talented. He has some cool yeah. stuff. No one knows yeah. about it uh, besides people that know him, obviously. But yeah, freshman year. Everyone who knows totally him knows random how, too. how good he is. Yeah. <laughs> I think we both felt fortunate that we were put together in that dorm, actually, because definitely, yeah, we didn't meet a lot of other people in that dorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a little bleak there, but uh, yeah, we 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 did well. Yeah, you guys are lucky. I don't want to. I don't know. I doubt my freshman year roommate will ever listen to this, but we <laughs> uh, weren't. Just didn't hate each other. Just like didn't get along. Because like, did you guys have the survey? Did you guys sign up for the music dorm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That yes. Makes sense um yes. so i there's a survey that they gave you senior year and it, i just didn't like fill it out accurately for some reason i was like you know when you're at the doctor and like how much do you drink a week you're like once or twice uh so i was like what time do you sleep 10 p.m <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do i like care about the environment so i like I, which i do but i also don't sleep at 10 p.m i slept at like 2 a.m every fucking day so i got paired with this kid that slept really early and was a nice kid but just yeah we did not yeah. oh jive. do you remember this we were actually supposed to be with somebody else mm. 
and my guy that no. was gonna be my roommate his profile did not match up with mine it was like i only listen to classical music mm. i you know i'm strict like in bed at like 30 p.m like Ooh. all this stuff and then he actually messaged me uh pre coming in the in the freshman year and was like would you mind if i switched with um if you would you switch with this other guy mm. so that i can be roommates with his roommate and then i was like i don't know yeah i don't care wow yeah that's <laughs> it coming seems back like it might be better now. Yeah. Dude, and we, yeah, we got me, you, and Kia right in that hall there. That was right next to each fantastic. other. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, those were good times. Really was. Yeah, and, I, and Brendan too. Brendan, yeah, Brendan, Brendan was upstairs. Yeah, yeah, we had a good setup. Uh, yeah, it was those, cool. Yeah, who you live with can definitely impact your your experience. But for those who are not familiar, Dylan, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself and and what you're up to? Yeah, definitely. Um, so my my name is Dylan Owen. I'm an artist. I live in New York. I've lived here my whole life. Um, and I, I make music. It's lyrical hip hop music. It's storytelling um, and very like, you know, deeply emotional about my life and my personal experiences. And the, the right aspect and lyric aspect is really what I'm most proud of and what I'm always trying to get out there. Um, so like I, I released a little book last year and I write tons of poetry and everything too. So I don't really see myself as like a writer and a rapper in my core. Yeah. And, um, I definitely yeah, and that. been like doing this. Yeah, for sure. And been like doing this, you know, my whole life at this point too. So that's when that's you first start rapping or did you start writing poetry first or did you start pretty young? Um, I, I think the first, the first stuff I wrote was I actually used to draw a lot. I wanted to be like a comic book, sketch artist when I was uh, really young, like third or fourth grade. And then I would just write song lyrics that would pop into my head in those drawing notebooks. And these were terrible, like, you know, terrible lyrics, but they were just, I had kind of like rhythms I would hear and they would stick in my head. And that led to writing poetry. And at that point I, I had discovered hip hop um, through a friend and fell in love with it. And yeah. And like, once, once I got on the internet and I had like LimeWire and Kazan, I was downloading oh, yeah. music. I just, oh, yeah. it was like the, the portal had been opened for me to discover all kinds of cool creative stuff. And then, yeah, that's what led to me just like making my own weird mix of genres. That's awesome. Who were like the early influences, both hip hop and non hip hop that you really got into? Well, the first, the first like big hip-hop stuff that i loved was like eminem jay-z yeah, kanye for sure though sure. that was like the first wave and then and like 50 cent you know all just yeah like whatever. the classic early 2000s everyone loved it and then after that i got into slightly more conscious stuff like mm. kanye like old old kanye mm -hmm. um like dave Chappelle, block party era oh and yeah stuff. and most deaf talent quality mm -hmm. um Black that kind of scene and then common black star yeah black star was the first cd i ever got uh -huh. um incredible the first hip -hop like cd all time top yeah 10, yeah you know? basically the guy the guy that kind of like got me into basically like taught me taught me to uh freestyle and kind of got me into hip-hop he just said man just go to the store and just buy this cd it's called black star like you won't mm -hmm. regret it it's crazy and uh yeah so that was cool and then after that, I got more into the underground stuff, Atmosphere, um, Sage Francis, Aesop Rock, all that kind of, yeah, all that kind of stuff. The storyteller, like strong lyrical, strong storytelling vibe. Yeah, yep, 
and like brother Ali, I was really big into, um, back then, this is like, you know, eighth, ninth grade around there. Um, and I was like the only person in my town too, who was into this stuff. So I would burn CDs for my friends and like try to get them into it. And nice. Yeah. Nice. Just try to try to get them on board. That's awesome. And then you recorded an album, right? Uh, the book report or was no senior. Yeah. Artist? Senior yeah. Artist? The book reports on senior itis, uh-huh. um, senior itis. I did my senior year of high school, but I was releasing music all the way back in the MySpace era, just like nice uploading it on MySpace. Like I think, I uploaded my first recordings on there when I was in the ninth grade and nice respect for putting it out there. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And I, it's crazy. Cause actually some listeners who I have from back then, they still listen today and they're some really? of like the most supportive people. That's great. Yeah. Which is like so cool. Um, and we met like on MySpace all those years ago. So I put out, <laughs> I put out a few projects we met on back MySpace. then. <laughs> And this is like, we're talking like super rare, you know, the, the deep cuts. Um, but yeah, yeah senioritis is kind of like where it began. That was the end of my senior year of high school. And at that point I was already playing shows um, and promoting yeah. and everything. Yeah. And so you're, are you living right now? The journey had kind of begun. You're in the town where you grew up, right? What's the town called? Yeah, I actually grew up in a, in a bunch of different towns around okay. here. Um, but this this town i'm living in now is it's like two and a half hours north of the city but it's very mm-hmm. secluded it's like yeah. 1200 people and wow um yeah it just coronavirus is kind of like the uh sure. catalyst for me moving up here and just packing up and yes i'm kind of in in like my bony bear world but this is definitely <laughs> the the smallest town i lived in uh, okay so i lived here like when i was yeah i don't know um between maybe like 10 and 15 around there. Okay. Did you do yeah. open mics and gigs in this town, like cafes and bars around there? There's a, yeah, there's not really that like in this no. town, but no. um, it's just a, just in, a Walmart. <laughs> where, where I went to high school, I went to, I went to high school in this town called Goshen. And um, even in Goshen, they didn't really have too many open mics or anything to play. So I would go to this other town, Warwick, and I would, I would do them there. Um, but my first, the first time I ever like set up my own show and invited all my friends, that was in Goshen at this place, Noble Coffee Roasters. Nice. It's just like a this funny little coffee shop that I like. And That's dope. yeah, they were like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if we're into hip hop music, but I think they enjoyed it. Like tons of people <laughs> came. So they, yeah, it was That's all great. good. Making, yeah. making hip hop accessible to the small town, you know. Uh, yeah, bringing it to the small towns. Caucasian population. <laughs> yeah. That's um, sweet. Yeah, so it was like open mics back then and um, and just playing little shows too. I would play, I would say yes to every show in high school. For and sure. Like these shows were playing in people's backyards and all kinds of like things. Like it would literally just be like a, fe- like a muddy field and there'd be mm-hmm. a stage in the middle of it and we would go and perform. It was all, all kinds of unique upstate new york things oh definitely i mean yeah at that age or any state like early stage art you gotta just take anything you can get you get your reps in definitely true with comedy too it's like any show you can get stage time is is helpful right because there's nothing you could sit in your room and and you know practice your your bars or your jokes but there's no replacement for getting out in front of people and feeling the energy of a crowd being on stage that sort of adrenaline in that moment there's no replacement yeah absolutely 
Yeah, for I mean, for everyone listening, I you probably have some intro or something, but Jutton does uh, does stand up comedy. <laughs> yeah. so I feel I, when we were we yeah. were catching up right before this, and we were saying that um, there there's such a parallel between doing music, especially like as a DIY artist like myself. Yeah, stand up comedy. It's yeah. There's and hip- there's like a lot a lot of mountains uh, to climb. I think hip hop specifically, like with the with the bars, with the structure of the jokes, and also like. I think hip hop can be the most stripped away where you could go just spit with a minimal beat or, or almost nothing and just go like, like freestyling or something where the other art forms yeah. you need some instrument where hip hop is sort of, you know, Adele could probably sing and we'd all cry, but having, you know, hip hop can, can live without that musical beat. It can just be the flow of the, of the person. Oh yeah, definitely. That's something I love about it. Um, like I could just write in my notepad and, I don't need any crazy production or anything like that. Um, yeah, I've always loved that about it. Like the yeah. first the first songs I ever made, I would just download, I would just search like instrumental into LimeWire and totally. <laughs> I would just then mix. Like I remember one of the first ones, it was like a Romeo and Juliet. It's pretty embarrassing, but it was like a Romeo and Juliet string section from the movie. And then there was this beat by the alchemist, and they just okay. like matched together somehow. And I don't, I'm pretty bad with like pitch and tone and stuff, but they must've been like in the same key. And I just made a beat out of that. And that was like the first song I ever uploaded. That's dope. Yeah. And uh, even today you're, you're still pretty DIY with your music, with your videos. Has that just been how it's been? Uh, because that's how it's worked out or, or is that more, more purposeful? I think it's definitely purposeful. Um, I love working with, with my friends and, you know, keeping my vision kind of like like pure and you know not really messing with that um so yeah I've, I've always worked with my friends from day one there's probably something inside of me that just feels that feels like a natural way to do it to me like yeah you know some of my like closest friends I met them because like I asked them to DJ for me in high school and mm-hmm. we have all these experiences driving around so yeah um that's that's kind of still how I'm doing it um I definitely think it'd be nice at times to have a more formal team because Mm -hmm. I just have so much on my plate. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I like, I definitely take pride in doing it myself and I hope it's, it's encouraging to other people that, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't need, you don't need these crazy, like expensive things to just express yourself and put yourself out there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think we're lucky today in the internet age where, 20 years ago, it's releasing an album by yourself. You, it's just, you know, the equipment wasn't there with the iPhones, with microphones, with, you know, with the way technology's gone and with the internet, with, you know, Spotify and SoundCloud and streaming, you know, you could distribute stuff yourself. You could build a following. You could reach out to fans where before, like without a label, like 30 years ago, unless you were literally burning tapes and selling them on the street, is hard to to build a fan base and and you know make it you know make any yeah. success as an artist right oh yeah totally uh i really like your music videos can you talk about like your inspiration for them like how do you like is that just you and iMovie with your friends or, or how, like how are you Thanks, making man. those because they're really high quality stuff thank you i'm glad you like them um huge shout out to this director his name's brian petchers he's a really close friend of mine um and he directed probably most of what you've seen in the last few years up there. Um, and he just reached out. I think he just loved my music years ago and asked to get coffee and it kind of developed from there. But basically the process for them, 
I always, my music is very visual to me. Like I mm -hmm. always am seeing an image and trying to write uh, that image. And mm -hmm. then in the videos, I basically just want to recreate that. Um, mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm not, I, I have trouble articulating it perfectly um, to videographers sometimes. So Brian just has a nice complimentary like way of seeing my music. Um, mm -hmm. And he comes up with concepts that are, are like really nicely adjacent to what I see. So my concept for my videos is just kind of like creating this world that I want my music to live in. And yeah, I, I try to think of it that way, like this overall palette of the Dylan Owen world. And there's like recurring characters and whatever. Mm -hmm. It can like get pretty deep, however much you want to look into it. But um, awesome. yeah, always trying to like push the envelope. And in terms of like, producing them it's very diy friends like my mom cooking us meals while we're on set <laughs> awesome and, um yeah it's just all like driving around cars and everybody we're going for like 12 hours a day um so the biggest ones we did were like yeah two or three back-to-back -back days and they were just like insane days but i love it it's super fun that's awesome have you made any videos this this during this quarantine um I've only made one video during this quarantine for a new song that's coming up and okay. I'm really happy with how it came out. Brian actually just came to town and we just knocked it out quickly. Sweet. Um, and then I have, so I have a new song coming out December 1st and probably by the time this pod goes live, I'll announce it in like a week okay. or so. Okay. Um, Are you allowed to so share yeah. the name yet? Yeah. Yeah. It's called a time to move on. Sweet. Yeah. So thanks. So that's coming out December 1st. Um, and for, for the video for that one, I just did, I just took like home video footage and like awesome. something together. Cause the song is about selling my mom's house, which is the house mm. I lived in like during my high school years. It's kind of like mm. my coming of age house. So um, yeah, it's that feeling of like letting go of your childhood home. That's mm. what the song's about. Um, so for that one, I felt like home footage is, so that one was really just me and I movie going crazy. Dude, I love that. I feel like that would resonate so much with people our age. Cause I feel like I have so many friends. I think more friends than not who, whose childhood home they've moved out, they've downsized, they've upsized or they moved to Florida or somewhere warm. And I feel really yeah. fortunate that I still have my, my childhood home. And we had like, Rick knows we had the party house. Like we had a huge, birthday parties in the summer because me and my brother are both summer boys and thanksgiving we would blow it out have 30 40 people there and my mom would be handing out patron shots to everyone and wow make make ricky sing <laughs> for wow. everyone. yeah maybe maybe sing for like all the aunts and uncles <laughs> and like Jeez. older people she was yeah. like come here yeah yeah sing come that here, song, yeah. Sing that song the, for everyone that the, you did for me the one white boy <laughs> just make him play guitar and yeah. play john mayer but mom's yeah. like well ricky's an, ricky's amazing <laughs> at guitar thank yes, you very um, talented but a lot of uh, yeah lot of that, that's crazy yeah yeah that's crazy you still have that house though um I'm it's a weird really it's a weird yeah. feeling it's a yeah, weird feeling letting go I, of it i think that a lot of people would resonate with that because my mom and me and my brothers both told my dad i was like you can get a new house one day when whatever but you're not this house is not leaving our family like this house is too many memories like it's and especially because all my friends have moved out my friend moved to chicago north carolina but our house is like their house now in that hometown. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Jeez. Well, that's, that's one of the weirdest parts for me about selling it is that another family now is going to live in there. Right. So it's just kind of like, 
it's weird. My bedroom, I mean, it was someone's bedroom before me, but sure. that was like the bedroom where like my first serious girlfriend would, you know, come and stay over and like, uh-huh. just have all these memories there. Like I went on my first dates there, graduated high school there. Sure. Um, those songs I uploaded on MySpace were on our family computer in that house. Um, applied to Cornell in that house. So like just yeah. everything crazy times. Yeah, man, that's I can definitely see that being super emotional. So yeah, look forward to that track. If you want to yeah, yeah. share a little snippet, we can we can put it at the end. If you have like 10 seconds, you want to share with people? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Nice. That'll be Let's cool. Let's do it. Got a little sneak peek. Sorry, what's the name again? A time to move on. Time to move on. Love it. Love it. And is this going to be part of a new EP, new album? I think this one's going to be on the EP. I'm, that's something like creatively. I'm I'm just still figuring it out like i haven't Mm -hmm. i haven't totally decided if i'm gonna make this a project like it is a project they all fit together in my mind but i don't want it to be a full-length album yet and i don't know if i really want it to be an ep so i might just try doing singles for a while and just give give them like a theme name um i don't know we'll see but this is the first first one of those i feel that very cool and the video and the song are being released at the same time like a week apart yeah okay very cool um and then i actually just shot a video on friday for an acoustic version of the song that nice. i'm also going to release yeah nice. um you gotta get rick to just... do an acoustic cover of Dylan Owen songs too one day <laughs> oh please <laughs> I, I would love that or draw Sing draw draw more. album art for him yeah get some creative going this guy yeah i would love that <laughs> all right we, we put it here we're gonna get rick something <laughs> do some we'll do some for that get some get some cool. collaboration going um so i really like how you like care about your fans uh it seems like you've had early fans and you started this new initiative coffee with dylan which i think is is awesome that you want to connect with everyone like what is that process like and how how is that how's that going what have you learned about the people that enjoy your music um i well i'm glad i'm glad you like that and appreciate it that's like it's a super important part to me um being open to connecting with other people and with strangers um i think the my intention with it is that like my music is a lot of it are these songs are like made up of words of encouragement and a lot of times they're i write them directed at myself um Mm -hmm. but people might connect with them or they might relate to them and i definitely hope that they help other people um so i think like making myself open and vulnerable to just meeting people and hearing about their lives. I feel like that is a necessary part of what I'm doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also just feel like, let's just say, you know, I die tomorrow or something. Like I much rather would have met the people who love my music. Um, You know, I don't know. I I like try to get rid of as much artifice as possible between like me and, and the listeners. And it's like, I'm, I'm like a DIY artist. I'm doing it myself. Like we don't need to, make it be like so formal you know yeah no, i love that and like you have a it seems like you do have a relationship with them and, and your music specifically is definitely you being super vulnerable and, and honest and raw about your feelings and your flaws and stuff so i think it's awesome that you connect with them because like they clearly have a relationship with you because they're seeing inside your soul with your music so you get to reciprocate that a little bit thank you yeah exactly and also like when i when i was younger I would go to shows and I would meet artists that I loved. And um, 
I don't know, like some of them were nice. Some of them were kind of like standoffish. And I would just yeah. always think like, man, if like anyone ever loves the music I make, I want to be very just accepting and warm. Like, yeah. So it's kind of like the ideal way I think people should yeah. just treat it in general. <laughs> that's yeah. That's interesting that you say that. Cause it definitely is different types of artists. Some people that are super appreciative, even if they, they get really big, they're really appreciative um like because corny but like i feel like ariana grande is still like maybe it's fake on twitter but she's like i love all my fans and she's like kind of like maybe that's a bag that's funny i i don't follow her closely enough to know but (laughs) she's great she's a gem uh america's sweetheart but (laughs) but even like smaller people i feel like there's a there's an ego that comes in even early on with certain artists where they're not very not huge or famous but they still feel like oh i'm the artist and you're just the fan and like having this separation i like that you like take that barrier down yeah of course thank you i mean it's like if i if i never was able to make music again like after today you know as i said it's like i'm i might as well just meet the people who care about it that's kind of like why i'm doing it to begin with so yeah and i think it's better to have a stronger following than a wider following that's not as attached to your stuff that like wasn't on the radio or it's party music but there's no emotional feeling like i feel like today with this new like youtuber podcaster like personality thing it's like it's not like you have a huge following but having like a really strong following that likes what you do and you know on a commercial side like if you have ads like the guy from barstool he's got a really loyal like tight following like all his videos get hundreds of thousands of views but he'll do pizza reviews and then that pizza place if he does a good review will have ten thousand orders and their website will be shut down Wow, that's insane. And having a loyal, it's not like he has hundreds of millions of views, like, you know, a Justin Bieber music video, but because people really like him as a person, he has a loyal following that's still significant, 10 to 100,000 people that actually like will go do what you recommend. That is super powerful where like, he's like saved failing pizza companies during the pandemic because he's like, hey, go buy this pizza, go order it. And that's I think amazing. that's like, yeah, I think that's powerful to have. I think it's, especially these days when there's so much media and like, you know, you can't appeal to everyone. I think finding the people that enjoy what you're making and connecting with them and having that lifelong relationship with, with those people. I feel like my favorite artists and really a lot of podcasters are starting to have that like connection to, to their, to their audience in an intimate way. Yeah, definitely. I think the way, what's cool about the internet now is you can really be yourself. And if you're, if you're being yourself and you're being loud about it, hopefully people will, if you know, people will gravitate to it, who connect with it and who relate to it. So that's always, I've always tried to just like hold myself accountable to like really put my true self out Mm -hmm. there and not think about like, you got to do this or that to appeal to like this or like, it's just all that stuff is so like theoretical and right. Yeah. It's just a lot of, a lot of people in just in um, like the internet world, let's just say they, they seem to operate that way. And yeah, I would much rather just be myself. And, you know, if only a few people relate to it, that's cool. Like it's all good. I think you see how it comes out with your fans. Like even back when we were in college, you had some really passionate fans who were like, clearly were like really touched by your music and, reached out a lot and I, I i saw that on you know your social media following and type of people who wrote in and and people getting tattoos of your lyrics <laughs> like things like that and it seems like especially for somebody whose music is so connected to like 
to who they are and like the emotional aspect of it, like that type of response was, is so much more meaningful than like getting X number of plays. Yeah, streams. A things. thousand percent. Yeah, that yeah. response is everything to me. I'm like, I feel like I like did what I set out to do. If there's one person who really seems moved by it and seems to get what I'm saying, or maybe it helps them get through, let's say like them selling their childhood house. Um, like I was, it was just so weird the other day. Um, I need to message her back, but somebody, somebody reached out to me about like, Hey, do you have any advice or how to, how to on how to get over selling my childhood house? And it was like, wow. they don't even know that the song is coming. And <laughs> that's I don't crazy. know. So yeah, it's to that's me, crazy. to me, Rick, that's like, that's everything to me. Um, nothing else really matters. Of course, like you have to make a living, like you have to survive, but mm-hmm. yeah, that that's the part that kind of like fuels my soul for sure. Yeah, man. No, I love that. I like what you said. If even one person is touched by it or impacts them, like for me, this podcast, I had no idea what was going to happen, but I just knew something that like was in my soul that I needed to get out. And my buddy Jay, who I kind of called out on the first or second episode, I call him a closet creative because he's always texting me about stuff. Like I'm working on this play, but he's like, you know, he has a good job. He works at a bank or whatever, but he did like, he went to acting school for a bit and then went back to like the corporate life. And so I called him out and then he like, sent uh sent a voice message to i think i played on the second episode he's like i'm going back to film school because you called me out and i listened to your episode with jesse about like getting all that's in your heart and soul out into the world like sharing that with the world and even this book i share with rick called die empty i don't know do you have that quote can you grab it yeah amazing book. it's worth grabbing. it's a yeah it's an amazing book and it's like a dark title i think i referenced it before but it's all about like using your life and like we're all gonna die right that's a fact i think we forget it especially young people are like gonna live forever but like dying empty of all the goodness all the kindness it doesn't have to be music or comedy but it's like dying empty of everything you have to share and i feel like before i started this podcast i was like doing a lot of journaling and meditation and soul searching and like because i just felt like something was missing every day and once i started it i was like oh like this is what like my soul has been trying to do is like make something creative and fun and funny and put it out there regardless of what the impact is and i just feel like maybe it's bad i don't journal as much because i'm like i'm i'm doing something like i'm doing the thing this is not the end of the road this is just the beginning but i'm at least putting something out there that like i really really care about and i just feel like i every night i go to sleep if i've done something for the pod if i've released it or recorded something i'm like that day was like a day i'm proud of and yeah like having yeah. that every day whether it's talking to a fan writing a lyric going to get into iMovie whatever it is everything like every day like falling asleep being like i made i moved an inch towards dying empty that's amazing yeah yeah um i'm so glad you started it dude and i'm glad it's like it's giving you inspiration everything yeah you guys pulling up the quote yeah it wasn't it wasn't exactly the one we remembered but uh okay (laughs) (laughs) we'll find we'll find one worth sharing but yeah no that's uh it's something that i'm like sort of in the process of figuring out too of like what what are the things that like i actually want to do on a day-to-day basis that like make me feel like i'm you know, making use of my daily life. Cause I think I spent a lot of, I think a lot of people probably spent a lot of time think just thinking mm. and reading books mm. and, you know, writing down the think the parts of the books that like they connect with and yeah. it might make them feel 
inspired to do something, but they don't know what. Right. And they're just kind of spending a lot of spending a lot of time like mm-hmm. trying to organize and get ready to do this mm-hmm. thing that they're not sure what it is yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think like the the most important thing is to just like start start doing start stuff. Doing yeah. Stuff and absolutely. Have to figure it out along the way. I yeah. I fall I fall victim to that a lot, Rick. Actually, like just um. Yeah. I just will think like forever and kind of overthink on these ideas that I want to do. And it's like, yeah, yeah I don't know. Even the, co- like the coffee with Dylan thing, I had this idea for so long and it just was kind of held back by like the logistics, like dude on zoom or Instagram or what it's like, yeah, just once I get started, like as soon as I announced it, I felt, felt way better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found another quote. Uh, I think it's similar by Seth Godin. It says, excellence isn't about working extra hard to do what you're told. It's about taking the initiative to do work you decide is worth doing, right? And I think so many people out there, like they're productive, like they're journaling, they're meditating, they're reading these books, but nothing is like changing. If you're reading all these books, but you're not changing the way you treat people, the way you go around the world, what you're creating, how you live yourself. It's like, all right, what's the point? Like I have so many friends, not to, I'm not going to name names. You read a book and you're like, Hey, what did you learn from that book? They're like, well, you kind of have to just read it. And I'm like, well, why did you read it? If you can't (laughs) share. And I, you know, not, you know, I like to read slowly and I read actively. So I got an Evernote where I take screenshots. Like I'd rather read a page of a book and write it down and remember it later and apply it to my life than read a hundred books and not be able to talk about them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You got to be able to apply it for sure. And the I like quote that quote is, uh, please stop waiting for a map. We reward those who draw maps, not those who follow them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, cool, man. Uh, what else? What else we want to talk about? Um, you have some cool merch. How'd you come up with these quotes? Like nowhere kid from a nowhere Thank town. Thank you. Um, and this country be the most depression. of them are. Yeah. Yeah. So most of them are, uh, are just taken from the lyrics. Um, but yeah, they're all, they're meant to be, you know, quotes that people can wear and other people can see it and it can like inspire somebody just walking on the street who doesn't know anything about my music. Mm. So that's why like the, you know, my name Dylan Owen is not like big or at Mm. the forefront of any of the designs. Like it's really just about the quotes and even on the, uh, the new dad hats that I made, I have them here (laughs) for, I know, I know this will be only audio for those who are listening, but yeah. there's one of the dad hats says there's more to life. Mm. And one says, keep your friends close. Um, nice. And these don't even have my name anywhere because my name doesn't really, I don't really care if my name is promoted with it. It's like, I love that more of this, the sentiment. Um, it's about the message, not the messenger. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, they're pretty much like, it's all about the words and the lyrics for me. And that's, I, I'm trying to make that just like front and center on the merch. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you like the new designs. I definitely take pride in them and they're all, it's all me and my friends doing it and everything. So that's fun for your, uh, your upcoming stuff that you're working on. You said you're, you know, still trying to figure out if it's going to, what the scope of the project is going to be, but that do you have some kind of thematically, similar like songs that feel like they go together like uh what what can you like share anything about what some of those kind of themes are going to be for yeah, the totally. work that you got it's, coming up yeah it's all well so i've been alone in this house pretty much <laughs> um it's a town of 1200 people and 
it's very like, it's great for introspection. Like I'm alone and it's like pitch black at night. You can see like the whole Milky Way mm. in the backyard. And so it, a lot of the theme of the new music is just like self-exploration and diving mm. deeper into trying to understand myself and understand what I want out of life and what the purpose of everything is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty like uh, deep, like inner journey. Um, type of music and yeah a lot of it they're like songs I've wanted to write my whole life that have been kind of like on my bucket list like I want to write mm. a song about this and that um so the house the house one is more of like that just happened this past year so that's just like I kind of want to get that one out of my system but then yeah everything else are they're concepts I've had for a long time um and then I'm just finally was able to finish them and record the vocals I'm recording upstairs in this like it's like a little attic type of room and there's a, a coat closet type of thing there. And that's, that's <laughs> like my recording booth. And nice. it actually comes out pretty good somehow. I don't know. Some like magic with the like acoustics of the wood or something, but yeah, it's, it's funny. Okay. You mentioned Bunny Bear house. Yeah. Can get, yeah. Can get a lot done in a little house. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's funny. I like the, the minimalistic view. Cause I, I saw a lot of that. Uh, and I, when I was, starting the pod i was looking up like audio and stuff and i was like I'm not, i don't want to get so much gear that's like that doesn't matter like i want to just get the bare minimum and get going so the trailer was just on my iphone and you can hear a lot of slurping and mouth noises but i just got like a 40 dollar microphone and a, and a cover and they were like hey just you can record in your closet and there's actually a picture i can share of ira glass who's like one of those famous npr podcasters recording a podcast in his closet because something around the cloth i think you just want absorbing sound right so right. all the t-shirts and shit will just absorb your sound and that like that comes out pretty well so that's you know it's it, no one cares where where you uh you know it's like golf where the ball land yeah yeah cup, no one cares how you hit it right if it, if it yeah. comes out pretty good like that's what matters it's the product yeah i mean it's all it's all like it's all in art form like engineering and recording and and all that so like i don't want to take away from that but it's like you have to at a certain point you got to use what's in front of you at least mm -hmm. this how I, this what i try to like remind myself of is yeah it's like i have i have a nice mic i have an interface i have a computer mm -hmm. i know how to make a little draft of a beat and logic i could play a little guitar yeah. and keys like i can definitely create something and get it pretty far and mm -hmm. you know i can do all that alone so like i gotta push myself to do that creatively mm -hmm. um you know it's much easier for me to think like oh i need this i need that i need like yeah. the perfect beat or something but um yeah it helps to just push through and just go for it no oh, definitely i think getting into the habit of not waiting for the perfect circumstances to make your art but just doing making do with what you have i think so many people that are successful early on had nothing had no money and just made do with what they had and even the foo fighters want to grab me off an album they just recorded like at their house i think like so wow. um this quote that I shared on a previous spot, but I'll share again. It's from the photography world, but uh, basically it says the best camera is the one you have. Right. And you know, I love that. Like, make do with what you have. Like you're better yeah. off making something imperfect today than waiting for tomorrow for your gear, for your whatever, even if you never release it, just getting in the habit of making, getting in, getting in that seat, making whatever it is that you want to make. Yeah, um, exactly. As long as it's what you want to make and as long as it's yeah. true to you, like absolutely. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, 
Can you talk a little about who you've collaborated with and who you opened for? I know Rick went to the show where you opened for Mac Miller, RIP. Cool. Back yeah, in Ithaca. Rest in, rest uh, in peace. Yeah, man. We were just watching um, some of his stuff, but his tiny desk nice. is amazing. Um, but yeah, you, can you talk a little bit about your collaborators who you want to and who you've opened open for? And yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, pr probably my, fa my favorite show opening for someone would be that Mac Miller show. Um, it was like, that was a crazy night and just like a crazy time in Mac Miller's career too. Like he was blowing up so huge at that point. Um, yeah. And yeah, just like the Ithaca State Theater was, was packed and everything. So that was amazing. That kind of felt like a dream night of mine. Um, but I used to, I used to open for a lot of artists when they would come through the New York area when I was performing very frequently. Like, um, I mean, I also did Chitty Bang up there upstate yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, I remember that, that was, was a great show. I, remember, I was there. That was a fun there? Oh, cool. Yeah, I was at all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Chitty Bang did yeah. it. He did like a 10 minute freestyle off that stuff was in the cool. audience. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was wild. That was great. Um, I don't know, all, all kinds of different, different people. Um, I opened last year on a small tour for this artist named Chesky, who's amazing, Chesky Ramos. Um, he, Rick, I actually think you would love his music. He does like yeah. crazy finger picking guitar stuff and mm -hmm. also raps in these like insane Dope. syncopated rhythms. Um, yeah. okay, so we'll he's, he's really stuff. cool and he has a super loyal fan base and everything. So it was really cool touring with him and it got me out to the Midwest. And then I added a few other shows onto that. Like I did Denver and I did LA as well. LA was with this artist on cue, um, mm -hmm. who I like. And yeah, that was really cool to perform with him. So I don't know. That's, that's been great. Um, I, I opened for yellow wolf one time. That was, that was a fun one that like I always think about cause it was, it was a crazy night and there was like a snowstorm and we were stuck on this, uh, this campus. So I don't know. Yeah. All sorts of experiences with that, but I love performing and I do my best to like bring the songs to life in a cool way when I perform. Did you uh, interact with any of these people? Did they give you any advice or was it more just like, you know, passing? Um, yeah, definitely met all of them. Um, none of them really gave advice or anything like that. I wish I got to talk to Mac Miller at length, but it was mm -hmm. more just like, yo, what's up? I love your music. And he was like, yeah, thanks man. Sure. <laughs> um, like just backstage, but um, yeah. So no, no real advice besides that. I, they were all really nice. Like yellow wolf was just such a nice guy. That was the most memorable thing about that. I gave him, I gave him a hard copy CD and he was just like, Oh, thank you, bro. Like I'll, I'll check it out. Like Macklemore said the same thing too. Um, when they performed at Cornell and, nice. and I just met them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They're all just like nice people. So I think that's always, that's always a good, good thing to observe, you know? Yeah, no, that's dope. That's good to hear that. Um, so I guess like what, um, what's like the overall message that you want people to take away from your music, at least right now with what you've made so far and the stuff that's coming up? I think I just want to encourage them to be themselves and to feel whatever they feel and anything that people are going through is okay. Um, and you can take as long as you need in life to figure it out and to find yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the message. Okay. Just wanted to be like, just purely, you know, encouraging and a, a voice of understanding, I guess, for people. I love that. And I think like when an artist is truly 
like genuinely himself or herself um i think it encourages others to to do that too saying hey it's okay to to be yourself i think a lot of people especially younger you know you don't even know who you are when you're you know 16 usually but i think people spend their whole lives like not being themselves not figuring out who that is or, or feeling like pigeonholed into this thing that they're supposed to be this life that they're supposed to live instead and like i think it's that's a great message to like be your be your truest self because that's you know you only get this one life you only get this one opportunity as you said an eight mile one opportunity <laughs> yeah exactly uh, it's your um, one moment but yeah it's yeah. like you know it'll Thanks, pass man. by and, and you, you you never know what could happen i think i said this in ryan's episode we are in uh in uh mexico last week with some buddies and one of our friends uh dad rides motorcycles and he was driving late at night after work took a left turn got hit by a truck or hit by a car and like shattered his femur. His femur was like sticking out of his leg. He has some wow. gnarly scars. He said he like completely blacked out, you know, blacked in in the hospital, lost like a liter of blood or something. A lot of blood. Crazy. Is he okay? Yeah, he's, he's good. He now. was there he's, with us he doing was like, everything else? He was surfing weirdly or? good. He was surfing way better wow. than us. That's amazing. Jeez. And just his attitude, like I didn't know him before, but his attitude was like, dude, nothing is fucking promised. Like he's like, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to do my own thing. I want to move, you know, to a city where I really want to live. And it's like, don't wait to do that. Right. Don't wait till, yeah. till the end or whatever that is. But yeah. 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 Make those little steps every day to make sure you're dying empty. <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, Another quote from the same book is yeah, put off a lot of things for tomorrow. If you're working in when you're primarily working in tomorrow's. Yes. Like the tomorrow's are like a finite resource that runs out. Yeah. It's um, a good point. Yeah. It seems like it's infinite. It seems like, yeah, you can just, there's more, but yeah. Right. It's, and it's, it's, you know, kind of corny and it's cliche, but it's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Don't wait that for permission. Cool. Don't wait for the perfect circumstances to, to do that thing. Like just try it out. You never know how you might feel. And I, I mean, I, we're all hypocrites. So like for me, like <laughs> I started writing jokes and just being silly with my friends in college back in 2010. And I think I talked to you guys about wanting to do stand up and just never did it. I was just kind of a shithead and a pothead and whatever. <laughs> just never got out there. And it's just scary. I don't think I had a lot of confidence. It's got to be so scary. I can't yeah, even it's terrifying. imagine. And like, yeah, I just, I don't think I had a lot of confidence. I had fake confidence in college. I think I was more of an arrogant asshole, <laughs> as Dylan knows from our flip cup story where I at a frat party and tried teaching Dylan Owen how to play flip cup. Yeah, it was the first time me or Dylan met him and he was like, it's vaguely coming back to me now. You, it was, it was, I remember you coming back and being like, do you know this kid? Like, he's, he's like trying to teach me how to play flip cup. Like, like I don't know. Like, this guy's a wow. Also like yeah, the I'm most sure, intuitive I'm sure I was, game there is. I'm sure I was really super not. arrogant too, but yeah. Um, but I just didn't have, I don't know, I didn't have real confidence. I think until I started working, I think I built more confidence. And I had literally 2016 was the first time I did stand up. It was October. Uh, I put a picture up and I was like, oh, it's six years of all these horrible jokes that I will probably never tell. But at least I got, I think I got into the habit of like writing jokes and I watched a lot of stand up. And then I think the first time I went up, I actually got some laughs because maybe there was like, it was all brewing in there. It wasn't like I just wrote those jokes that week it was like all the stuff that was brewing i was like okay got to this breaking point where i was like i gotta fucking get out there yeah definitely i think it helps to realize like 
you 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 enjoy it like you're doing it because yeah. you love it even though it's scary like it's gonna yeah. make you feel fulfilled to do it yeah the best things are the ones that scare you right the things that don't scare you it's like that's not a challenge but like go do that thing that yeah. scares you because it's like that's the stuff that makes you feel alive i think remember i like blacked out i don't remember a second of being on stage i just remember reading my jokes like memorizing them and just telling them i was like oh people left and then i got off and i was like i don't you know i was like oh that was that was kind of dope uh i want to go back and i miss you know miss doing that um but so it's a great segue to uh, our final segment which we call judgment free zone where oh uh I have artists or whoever wants to share any crazy cool weird artistic ideas stuff you want to share and see if you know in the comedy world if it's got legs <laughs> okay um I don't know about that in terms of like funny ideas that I have or just um, anything just I know. what I was gonna say is at least for me I just want listeners to know that like the door is open like if there's anything creative you do make videos like what if you have a podcast like whatever definitely reach out to me like I would love to connect and do awesome. whatever like a a listener just emailed me the other day and he was like hey man i'm in the universe i'm in university here in uk and i just want to uh make some videos for you like do you have any new stuff and i just sent him like some of the unreleased songs and just gonna kind of like see what he makes so yeah i don't know like just you know my door is open i'm sure a lot of other creatives too are just down to make stuff especially during this time so i would say always just be reaching out to people um and trying to create whatever you want to create and yeah i mean so much i feel like we've dropped a lot of good advice on here like for ourselves and for other people too which is just yeah do what you love and you got to go for it even if it's uncomfortable or your friends around you might not totally get it yeah no i love that doors open that's great uh to hear and yeah we see that at all levels one of my favorite podcasts one of the fastest growing comedy podcasts called andrew schultz with uh Sorry, Flagrant 2 with Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh. And they really do a good job of putting their stuff on all the platforms, YouTube, making like really tight clips. And basically had a contest where they're like, all right, they, their fan base is called the Asshole Army because they're kind of like douchey. <laughs> but <laughs> they put a contest out there like, hey, Asshole Army, like we're looking for someone to add to our team. Send us your most fire, like one minute video clip editing different scenes from our podcast. And just like open it to everyone. And it's like, you, you know, the like finalists is like, yeah, you could end up collaborating with the people that you really admire if, you know, and because they're open to it. So I think there's people on, on all, on all different levels uh, using that, like saying, Hey, I got tens, thousands, whatever, hundreds of fans, whoever it is, people out there listening. If you want, if you have something to share, you know, I'm down to work with you. So I love that. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, cool. So uh, I, uh, I write jokes as we've talked about and I do, I love hip hop. So I write a lot about hip hop. I think it's kind of funny and definitely like um, sort of Aziz and sorry, Michael Che type. They, they do a lot of jokes about making fun of hip hop. So I have a few, I'll, I'll share them with you and see. see okay, cool. <laughs> so the first one's on rap beefs. Okay. It's like rap beefs are weird, man. Cause they try to act so hard, but the, the whole premise is kind of really soft. It's like, yo boy, you've been pissing me off so much. I went into the booth wrote a song about you <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> i mean they they got violent sometimes though you know yeah like, 
the original rap beefs, but um, you're still writing a song about a dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Very true. Silly one. Okay, and then um, like Eminem's still like one of the scariest dudes out there, but he has a daughter, right? Haley, we all know from all the songs, but she's an adult now. She's like in her twenties. Can you imagine like Haley like going to prom? That fucking poor bastard that had to knock on Eminem's hundred million dollar mansion home. He walks out with like his fucking June at sweatpants. And she's like, hey, hey, Mr. Mathers. And he's just like, you don't want to fuck with Shady because Shady will fucking kill you. <laughs> like, <laughs> That would be absolutely terrifying. That would yeah. be fucking, like, could you imagine she's in college and people is like playing her dad's music. Like people just rapping about like at frat parties about songs about her mom being raped and murdered and thrown off a bridge. And like everyone's just singing oh my along. Gosh. And you're like, that's my mom, guys. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. She, uh, I don't know. I can't imagine what she feels or what she's gone through. That's gotta be rough. <laughs> yeah. And this one is so silly, but it's my favorite. It's like one of the favorite jokes. Um, so there's a song, uh, called shake your tail feather, Nelly, Diddy, Murphy Lee. It's the bad boys Two soundtrack. Classic. One of my all time jams play at pre games and parties and stuff. And it's just like, it just reminds you like, the most like ridiculous shit you can get away with in hip hop specifically that when you have a good beat on it because nelly in this song says and you've probably heard this song i don't know if you, you registered this lyric where he goes is that your ass or is your mama half reindeer <laughs> i don't think i've i remember that lyric is that your ass or your mama half reindeer i can't explain it but damn so glad you came here it's like you couldn't find another word that rhymed with here then reindeer wow like, that's crazy like, like i want to know the story it's like is, is nelly in the club with diddy and luda and wheezy and they're like got tables and girls walking by it's like yo look at that booty what kind of booty <laughs> you think that is and lil wayne's like yo it's got to be you know cuban and diddy's like nah that's like puerto rican and nelly's like nah i know that booty that's that's quarter reindeer booty <laughs> so that's Mama's ridiculous happy. i gotta re i gotta re-listen to that Cause I had, I had the, I had the bad boys two soundtrack back in the day on CD and I would Listen like play it on the bus. He says that, he says that, is that your ass or is your mama half reindeer? And the final wow. part of the joke is like, imagine Nelly just like on an Alaskan cruise, just like, Oh, look at all this full reindeer booty. Just like rock hard. <laughs> I can't handle that full reindeer. I need that quarter reindeer booty. That's the right amount. He would be spoiled. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Cool. That's a weird note to end it on, but any <laughs> final... I love it. Uh, that's a great note to end it on. Uh, any, any final messages for anyone? I don't know we share a lot of great stuff today. It's great yeah, I mean, final messages, just like, this was awesome. It was so cool talking to you guys. Thank you for having me on. Um, if anyone wants to follow me online, it's just at Dylan Owen Music on every site. Um, and the best, I'm sure, you know, people know, but the best way to support an up and coming artist nowadays nowadays is follow and listen on Spotify. That's like yeah. the most helpful thing you could do. And share, share with your friends. So yeah, we'll link yeah, to all your totally. stuff. Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, your website, got merchandise, support DO. And Thank the stream you. and the Thanks, proceeds guys. of your last song went to COVID relief. Is that correct? With yeah, because my, my mom is a healthcare worker. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah, it kind of gave me that idea. Um, and yeah, that was with Abhi the Nomad. He's he's a great artist, um, up and coming guy too. One of the few and, Indian rappers out there. 
Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's so dope. He's like a, yeah. a great rapper and a great singer and great producer. Like he's just kind of got it all. Um, he's definitely worth listening to. Awesome. Well, we'll link to him too. And yeah, Dio, thanks cool. a lot. Have a good one. Yeah. Man. Thank great you talking. guys. All right. Peace. Man. Peace. So there you have it. My conversation with Dylan Owen, such a blast talking to him. Please check him out. Follow him on social check out his new track, check out his old tracks. Uh, everything's linked in the show notes. And last but not least, I'm going to share a awesome trailer to his new song that's coming out called A Time to Move On. And you can see the full video. I'll link to that as well. And enjoy. Spring 2020, I moved upstate to the country. I don't know what I'll find, but I came here to find myself lucky enough to do that but if we're being honest I don't know how close I've ever gotten to that goal this year especially I felt lost I'm positive I'm not the only one who lays awake at night wondering what becomes of our childhood dreams our childhood houses our childhood versions of the so-called best years of our lives here in this town with 1200 people I have nothing but my music my memories my microphone my pencil and paper my producer and this project that I'm working on. The first song is called A Time To Move On. There's a time in life to leave, a time in life to grow up, a time in life to grieve. And last winter when we sold my mom's house at 385 Main Street, I learned that there's a time for everything.